Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. God said in His Word, about His Word, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish the things that I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That's if we respond properly to the word that God sends to me and you. If we don't respond properly to God's word, it won't accomplish what he sent it to do for me and you, although it could have accomplished everything that God sent it to do. That's why we ought to learn the importance of and how to respond properly to the word that God sends to me and you so that it can accomplish all that it has the power to do in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, grace and truth is all that you need to receive and operate successfully in the life that God wants you to live. Grace and truth is all you need. That's why this word becomes so powerful. Now, now, if I know that this word is what's going to bring me that gift, cause my life to be genuine and allow me to be able to have joy, shh, you're supposed to be excited about that word. See, if you believe that the word of God is not true, then you'll be like some of the people who believe that something else is necessary to help you get that kind of life or to enjoy that kind of life. Because a lot of people don't really believe the word of God is true. They don't really believe it's true. They don't, even, they don't believe that that word is really going to be a benefit to them. No, they don't. Turn to John chapter 14. St. John chapter 14. It gets good right here. Stay with me. John chapter 14. Here we're going to see what Jesus identifies himself at. Now, we read about Jesus. Now, let's let Jesus talk for himself. That's always good to do. Go talk to the horse. He'll tell you who's going to win the race. St. John chapter 14. <laughs> he said, man, I'm going to win this because my man was out there with that mare all night and stuff like that. And I'm going to win this race. John 14, verse 5. Thomas said, letters in black, unto him, speaking of Jesus, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Question mark. Jesus said unto him, turns real red after this, Jesus started talking. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. I like that. Listen to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. He said, man, I don't, I don't know the way. We don't know the way. Jesus said, <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. Notice what it does not say. I am a way, a truth, and a light, a life. No, he didn't say he's a truth. He said, I am the truth. In fact, if you want to really get proper about it, he is the truth. That word the or the is a definite article, definite article, which means that it drops everything down and reduces everything down to one thing. When he says, I am the truth, he is saying, I am the truth. There is no other truth but me. It's one of the reasons why we personally, that's just us. I ain't cracking on the song. Don't get me wrong. But that's why we don't sing in here in this church, our God is an awesome God. Because that's a lie. God's not an awesome God. He's the awesome God. Because that gives the impression that there's something else that could be it also. And that's a misrepresentation of the truth. 
The truth is, is that he is the awesome God. There ain't no God beside him. Isaiah said, there's none beside me, there's none before me, and there ain't nothing coming after me. And since nothing's coming after me, that shuts down most of the religions that came after Christianity that's trying to tell you that there is another way. No, there ain't no other way. He's it. Are you listening to me? That's it. When Jesus said, I am the way, he was telling them, hey, you don't need to look no further. I'm it. You don't need to, you don't need, you don't need to try to figure nothing else out. I'm it. See, that might not mean nothing to y'all, but that excites this brother because if I ain't got to figure nothing else out and just look at him and find out what the way is, let's go. That, should, that helps me because now I ain't got to get 56 different self-help books to try to figure out how to help myself. If I want to help myself, go get the word because the word is the way. There ain't no other way. This is good. The is a definite article. It denotes exclusivity. If you like $50 words. It denotes exclusivity. This is exclusive. But see, you got to get this. You got to get this. See, God is inviting you into an exclusive club. When he says this, that I am the way, when you start operating according to God's, God's way, then you step into an exclusive club, whereas you are singled out as a somebody that nobody else is. You are a person who has the way. Everybody else think they got the way. They ain't got the way. We got the way. The word of God is the way. That means if you want to know the way to live life, it's in the book. If you want to know the way to be able to operate in life, it's in the book. If you want to know how to handle the problematic situation that you're living in, it's in the book. If you want to understand how to get out of lack and be able to cause poverty to step back, it's in the book. This is the way. There is no other way. He said, I am the way. That word way in the Greek is a primary word meaning a road. God said, I'm the road. I'm your road map to the awesome things, that, 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 the life that you want to live. I am the road to that. In fact, it even denotes the fact that it's a paved road, like a highway, which means that this one ain't got no lumps and bumps on it. I smoothed this thing out just for you so that you can be able to make it to the thing that I have in store for you. The rocky road is only on when, many times when we take the off road. Come on up in here and start going all other ways and stuff like that. God said, no, that wasn't even a way. You ain't had no business riding over there. Walking around trying to, you know, ride through, you know, uh, all these lumps and bumps in life, all in places where you ain't supposed to be. No, God said, just walk, go down the road that I have in store for you. By implication, it means progress. Not only is it road, but it's also progress, which means that if we want progress, it's in the word of God. Just do what the word of God says, because that's what gives you progress. How do I get to the destination God has in store for me and progress in the things that I want? Just follow what the word of God has to say, and I will progress into what God has in store for me. And see, some of y'all might be thinking like, well, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. No, no, you trying to progress, trying to do everything you can to be able to do it. Going out and getting an education in something that God never called you to get, spending thousands of dollars for an education that you ain't going to use. Trying to progress in life. Ain't nothing wrong with an education. I believe in education. Praise God. I think education is excellent as long as it lines up with what it is that God has in store for you. If it don't line up with what God has in store for you, what the heck are you wasting your time and other folk money about that? Come on up in here. Much less your money. Why are you wasting money on, on, on that which you, that ain't got nothing to do with God? Most folk, can I talk for a second? Most Christian kids graduate from school and head to a college before they know what God's will is for their life. Everybody say big mistake. Big mistake. Because you're probably going to follow a road that's not the one that he has in store for you. Which means you're going you're to learn a lot about something that ain't got nothing to do with what God's got in store for you. That's why it's important for everybody to know what God's got planned for their life Amen. and get educated in that, in that alone. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is good. This is good teaching right here. You waste a lot. You quit wasting a lot of people's money. How, most folk here at college don't even know what they want to major in until they hit their junior or senior year. Which meant they just roamed around for two years off their parents' money or off of some, 
scholarship money and stuff like that, or even worse, they worked and did it for themselves and going out and spending all that time staying awake with caffeine over something that ain't even what you got, God's got for you. But God said, look, I'm the way. Not only am I the way, <laughs> I like this. Let me give you one more thing that the way is. Well, well, yeah, I'm going to give you one more thing that that way is. That way is also a mode or a means. It's a mode or a means. Watch this now. God say through Jesus, not only am I the road, am I the progress, the route and the direction to get you there, but I'm also the mode and the means, which means I'm the vehicle that gets you there too. God says, I'm going to get you there and I'm going to get you there by way of the word that if you just relax in the middle of my word, I will take you to the destination that I've already got planned for you. This is out cold which means that this word is almost like a, a, a tram. It's almost like, you know, one of those, uh, uh, um, um, the, what, what, shuttle, what do what they call them? Sub, yeah, subways or something like that, where you just get on it and just sit down, and it's already got a, pre-gra- a pre-designed pathway, and it mm, just takes you there, and then it stops you when you get there. It's like that in some airports. San, I mean, San Antonio's airport is not that large, so, you know, we don't have those here but presently. But at the same time, you know, you go to some place, like, for instance, you go to Detroit, they got these trams. Whereas you just get on it and it just, it's just programmed to take you to the one end, stop at every stop, then take you to the other end, go to Atlanta. It takes you to one place or another, Houston. Take you to one place or another because it, it, sometimes the destination is so far. But if you get on this tram, it'll just take you there just like that. It just, zzz, just picks up pace. And that's the way God's word is. When you attach yourself with the word of God and sit down and relax in it, it will speed up and take you to your destination within the blink of an eye. It won't take you no time to get there as long as you don't fight against what the word of God has to say to you. He said, not only am I the way, but he said, I am the truth. I like that because that truth is a spiritual reality, a spiritual reality. And see, we learned already that that's important because a spiritual reality is even greater than a natural reality because a natural reality is at best a fact, but God's got a truth that supersedes every fact. Because remember, it was the spirit that called the natural into existence. So in the beginning of beginnings, before there was anything natural, God said, I am. And I am a spiritual reality, which is the way and the truth. And that long after everything else is gone, I'm still going to be there. And so since that's the case, my truth is greater than anything else that you can come up with. See, a lot of us deal with facts. I can't stand you. Stuff like, I ain't saying that about y'all. I'm just using that as a spiritual, I mean, as a natural fact. Because there are natural facts that exist. I'm mad at you. I'm upset with you. I don't like you right now. Come on now. You know, I'm broke. I'm sick. This big hickey on the side of my head that's growing eyeballs and stuff like that. It's real. Are you listening to me? I look in the mirror, I see it. You know, I can't fake it like it ain't there. It's that I don't like you right now. But that's a natural fact. But there's a spiritual truth that supersedes the natural fact which will turn around and say, but if you just relax and receive the information I give you, which is the truth, that this thing can work out, if you just receive the truth, then in relaxing that, it will take you to the pathway that's already ordained in order to cause it to be able to work out. I love the truth. And he also said he is the life. Now that word life in the Greek is the word zoe, Z-O-E, which is the highest form of life that exists. The highest level of life. It's life in all its fullness. You got to get this. It's life in all its fullness. Now, see, many of us have trouble with that because we have finite minds that are also limited by experience. We have finite minds that are also limited by experiences. But you got to get this. Life in all its fullness. Everybody say all its fullness. I'll give you an example of all its fullness. This isn't even all its fullness. I'm just going to give you an example to try to take you past your thinking. 
Like for instance, we here in San Antonio and all over the world, but especially us in San Antonio, we recognize that Tony Parker uh, and Eva Longoria just recently got married, praise God. And, and see, some of us got married. You know, we got married in a church, got married at a chapel, got married in the backyard someplace, got married someplace. You know, and that's all nice and everything. They got married at a castle. They went <laughs> and, and rented a castle. Now, see, a castle. See, some of us can't even comprehend the concept of castle. They went and, got, they went and rented a castle. I mean, a castle. I mean, just, I mean, just big old castle. And watch this now. And their guest that they invited to the wedding, they flew in. They didn't say, come to my wedding and get there the best way you can. They flew them in themselves. They paid for each person's ticket to fly to the wedding, just to be at the wedding. They, they, to France. We ain't talking about like to, to Houston. They flew them to France from wherever they were. Didn't matter where they were. <laughs> I'm flying you to France. Hold on for a second. That's like off the chain. Y'all might never. That's crazy. That's like that. Do you know how much money that is? Did, yeah. ah! <laughs> but that's like retarded kind of stuff. Girlfriend dress. I'm in the Ebonics right now, so I'm anointed for real. Girlfriend dress costs more than most of us make in two years. Gross, not net. Her dress costs more than, and she going to wear it one time. Now, see, some of us, I can hear some of you, I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit. I hear some of you, that's just too much money. That's just ridiculous. No, that's closer to life in all its fullness. The way it's designed to be lived, that you can do what you want, go where you want, wear what you want, live where you want. You don't have to put your wedding where you live. You can decide I want to get married in Istanbul if you want to because I'm going to fly the whole family there. I'm going to fly everybody else there. I'm going to fly them all there in first class. I'm going to put them up in a hotel when they get there because I want I really want you at my wedding. So I'm paying for everything. You just be there. Dang. That's like that's, that's closer. That ain't even life in its fullness because that's still natural. God says, no, I'm trying to give you life in all my fullness. Zoe is the God kind of life. Think about it. God walks on streets of gold. We get geeked and excited if we get a gold chain that's 10% gold and rest of it is some other metal. Alloy. It ain't even a full, it's an alloy. He walking on streets of gold, streets, streets of gold, transparent gold. And he says, when I'm trying to give you life in its fullness, comprehend that, that I'm trying to hook you up. I'm trying to set you up. I'm trying to give you a grasp of something that allows you the ability to be able to let me take you to a life past your comprehension. See, God wants to take you to a life that's past your comprehension. That's all outside of your normal way of thinking. See, most folk don't think like that. I mean, when we, we first heard my wife and I first heard, we bust out laughing. We was like cracking up. We like, man, <laughs> that's crazy. They started talking about how much that dress cost. I ain't even going to say the number because I don't want some of y'all to come out of the spirit right now. They, they said how much the dress, we ain't even got to the shoes. We ain't even got to the diamonds. We ain't even got to all that. That's just the dress girlfriend with her itty bitty self put on. It's like, dang, she too little to have a dress that costs that much. It ain't even that much material. She just a little narrow little thing. 
You're like, dang. But that's closer to the real life that you're supposed to live. So you got to understand the life that God wants you to live wants to allow you choices. Most of us can't make choices. Most of us are locked into what we can do, and that's all we can do. God said, no, I want to give you choices so that you can drive a Mazda, a Mercedes, or a Marbach, whatever you choose. Come on up in here. A Mazda, a Mercedes, or a Marbach, no matter what you choose. Some folks are like, what the heck is a Marbach? See, that's what I'm talking about. So exactly I'm trying to take you. There's, there's a whole nother level of car. That if I told you the price of that, you'd freak. You'd be like, you are flat line. They got cars that people drive that cost three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. A car? Some of us thinking like, and drive it in San Antonio? <laughs> Where folk don't even look out their windshield and be running all in the fo- I ain't never seen this many act. I was driving down the highway. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because this was a person's car. There was nothing. There was like, no, there was nothing, nothing. And I watched this car drive straight into the, um, <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call that thing that divides the highway? The media. Drove straight in, blam. His car bounced all up in the air and turned off. There wasn't, I was like, what? I can at least see if somebody cut them off. Of the, it was like clear sailing. It's like nothing. They just, blam, bouncing around like bumper cars. I'm like, what? I, I couldn't even, I, I'd even turn around on the expressway, turn around and go back the other way on the top part. On the top, to see, was there something like laying in the road or something? They probably just looked up and the median was there. Just bam, just ran into the median. I ain't never seen folk drive. This is incredible. I ain't never seen nothing like this. Folk just hit people for the sake of it. Anyway, God's trying to get us into a life that's like, beyond anything that we can even comprehend. And that's what the life that it provides us in this book. We're going to close on this. This gets good right here. Notice that he says in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He names three things, the way, the truth, and the life. But notice that the truth is sitting between the way and the life. The truth is sitting between the way and the life. In other words, the truth is the centermost part of the way given to you to the life that God desires you to live. The way is the centermost, the the truth is the centermost part. Because many people think they have the way, but you got to come through the truth in order to make it to the life. And it's the truth that gives you a chance to be able to recognize whether you got the right way or not. And the truth will also give you the right way if you don't already have it. But the truth is the centermost part of it. And so since the truth is the centermost part of it, that ought to be that which it is in our lives also. The truth ought to be the centermost part of our life. There should be nothing more important to us than the truth. Tell me the truth. Like I was saying earlier today to the earlier crowd, we don't operate like Sergeant Friday in Dragnet who said the facts, ma'am, and nothing but the facts. We don't want to know the facts only. We want to know the truth. Because the truth is what allows me to make it to the life that God wants me to have. Without that truth, I can't get it. That's why it's so important for us to be able to carve out time, do what's necessary to make sure we have opportunity to be able to gain the truth. In fact, let me show you last verse. Go back to John chapter 1, and then we're going to close. John chapter 1. Let me show you the Lord's mindset on 
how centermost and how important that this word ought to be to you. John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he is before me. That phrase right there, he that comes after me is preferred before me. That phrase is preferred means has priority over, has higher rank than. Now, John is an apostle. I mean, he's a, a, um, a prophet of God. And he says more important than anything I as a prophet can even tell you, the word is even more important. The word is what's important. It is that which should have the, it should be preferred above me. So it's the word that should be most important in each and every one of our lives. That's what should be preferred. But in many believers' life, you could tell that it's not the word that's preferred because the word does not have the highest preeminence in our life. It does not have the highest position in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why we're not living that life that God wants us to live yet. But I believe that I'm standing in the midst of a people that are about to make the word preeminent and preferable in the midst of their life. Because many believers, the word's not preferred. We prefer our pillow than the room. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning the importance of responding properly to God's Word. I hope so, because it's our proper response to God's Word that allows us to receive what we heard. It makes what God promised can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. So, let's learn what we need to do to let God fulfill in our lives all the promise He made to me and you by responding properly to the word that he sent to me and you. Let's respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if drawing closer to God is what you want to do, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So ladies, don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple of sisters with you when you do. 
you'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So ladies, come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked. He's going to do what he said in his word that he'll do. That is, make sure that you reap what you sowed. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.